back, everybody. We are back with yet another episode of the podcast. Hey, yo, hey, yo. What's going on, everybody? Um, Give me a short one today, probably about an hour. And I apologize, I'm eating. Um, typically, we don't record. <laughs> tis tis so, the life of a, uh, of a gym bro. <laughs> yeah. Guess what I'm eating? Chicken and rice. Chicken and um, rice. <laughs> absolutely. So, with mustard. <laughs> um, it's actually... Kinder's barbecue blend seasoning, no salt, and then a quarter teaspoon of Himalayan salt on top. Okay. So, yeah. That's the that's what this meal calls for. This is my post workout meal. Um, seven ounces of rice. In th- uh, sorry, seven ounces of chicken. I wish it was seven ounces of rice. <laughs> seven Jesus. ounces of rice. My God. Yeah, I wish. Um, That'd be a million. <laughs> yeah, three and a, I've been up there. I've been up there for rice. Um, three and a half ounces of uh, rice and seven ounces of chicken breast that is nice so, yeah so i apologize for eating guys um we're recording at eight o'clock on a weekday this is shortly after i get home from gym typically especially being in prep and doing so much cardio so much as in so much compared to usual not so much as in like what i expected for prep to be um so i do apologize for my chewing and if you guys hear the ceramic of my bowl and shit like that um, it's just part of it. I mean, we have mm-hmm. to fit in our meals when we can, especially for someone like you who's in, you know, the most important month of his life. So, yeah, it's kind um, of kind of important to hit those meals. Yeah, especially when you eat so little, um, you like want to time it perfectly. Like you eat like the minute you can. So um, like every night I eat when I get home and then I eat my last meal, which is 200 milliliters of egg whites and one egg um at 9 30 so i time it like perfectly so that i'm not like super hungry throughout the day but i'm at the point now where i wake up with my stomach growling and meals two and sometimes meal three which is not my pre-workout meal my pre-workout meal is meal four my stomach is growling going into those depending on the day typically whatever i hit the day before will result in how hungry I am the day after. Um, and while you so, hear uh while you hear Paul's chewing in ceramic, uh try not to get distracted by my uh <laughs> the shaking of my of my smoothie. <laughs> is that a protein shake? Yeah, just a protein shake. Yeah. I haven't had a protein shake and I have no idea how long it did. Um I had the option well, between um a protein shake and chicken, I think. And then a protein shake and egg whites and I just balanced out like dollar wise. And yeah. it just made more sense to do the chicken and the egg whites financially because I was strapped and, you know, unemployed. So <laughs> I went with whatever was cheapest. Yeah, for me, it's just uh, having to drink so much, so many of my calories because I just timing wise can't eat the amount that I need to to hit my calorie quota. So mm-hmm. uh, drinking, I mean, I drink between because I, I drink a mass chaser too. So I'm drinking between... 700 800 900 calories a day mm-hmm. i probably have like a little over double that throughout the entire day <laughs> yeah like i probably have like maybe 2000 calories right now it's hard to say exactly um <laughs> yeah almost all I, protein. my my low calorie days are 3400 and my mm-hmm. high ones are right around 3800 yeah yeah, I've been there. Just sucks because metabolism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I've been up there. What's going before. on? What's yeah, your, so, uh, what are you feeling? So, got an update. Um, I did some posing time with my coach, um, which is great. Uh, we worked on my transition. Um, it's just a regional show I'll be doing, so we don't really need to get it like super dialed in. Um, just ways of hiding my weakness, which is my arms. My arms are my weakness. Um, I think now that I know kind of what the judges are looking for and what the division kind of calls for. I think everything upper body wise, if I could choose something to be, to have a weakness, it probably would be my arms. Um, Because if you have too big of arms, if your arms are too much of a strength, you actually get like drastically demoted because of it. Um, There's a bodybuilder. His name is Chris Barr. Uh, he, He competes professionally. Um, so yeah, so Chris Barr, um, he competes professionally. He's competed in quite a few professional shows this year. Um, and he hasn't been winning because of his arms. 
Um, he was at the Steve Weinberger seminar I went to quite a few months back at this point. I don't even remember exactly when it was. Um, I think it was March or something. Um, and Steve was saying that his arms were made him almost too big for men's physique. He's almost like borderline classic because his arms are so big for men's physique. Because men's physique, there is no like weight class in a sense. It's all based off of height, but they're looking for a specific look, you know, so you need to nail that look. Um, yeah. So it doesn't really come into play unless you're too big. And that's his problem is that his arms are too big. So I would rather have, for, for specifically for arms, I'd rather have smaller arms, like arms on the smaller side with strengths elsewhere um, than bigger arms and having weaknesses elsewhere. So um it is what it is. It's just in the world of bodybuilding, it's okay to have weakness of arms. But in the world of humanity, people like arms. So it just it's it's a double. It's you know it's like a single edged sword. It's like on one side it's it's good, on one side it's bad. You know. Um, but that's not saying you don't have arms, though. I mean, your yeah, <laughs> your arms yeah. still stack up against ninety five percent of the people out in the average public. <laughs> that that's fair. That's a fair statement. I mean, I like I have to my the reason I almost need to buy XLs is because my arms don't fit in the sleeves anymore. Um, so like that's a problem. Like it's hard for me to put on large shirts now um, because sometimes my arms stretch them out, especially when I was on the bulking side. Um, of the plan where now I'm kind of on the leaner side. So it's not as bad as it was, but towards me starting prep or starting my cut prior to prep, um, my arms were big enough to be like, yeah, all right, I need fucking bigger shirt. Um, it was getting difficult to take my shirts off, um, because of my arms, but that's besides the point anyway. So we worked on the transitions that, um, kind of hid my arms in a sense. It didn't, when you transition to men's physique, it's, it's more about, hiding your weaknesses than really showing your strengths because they don't really judge the transitions, but you don't want to show like issues that you have. You don't want to show problems. You know, you don't want to show weaknesses. So um, that's what the transitions we were working on. I sent you a video of it, Christoph. It's, it's very simple. The idea is that you don't want to even notice the transition. You just want to see them move from, from pose to pose. Yeah. Um, so we got that down. It didn't really take too much time because posing just makes sense to me. So we just kind of, I mirrored exactly what he does because when he poses, he's, I don't even know what you'd call it, a righty or a lefty. When I pose, I put for men's physique with the front pose, I put my right hand on my hip. Um, he puts his left hand on his hip. So we, I literally just mirrored his actions um, when we were working on it. So it was pretty easy. Um so we got that down and then we kind of got talking about the program and the plan and all of that. So um, we we both agreed that we're probably going to end up like 85 to 90 percent at Victory Classic. We're not going to come 100 um, percent. I have the size and I have um, the, the structure to win the show. That's for sure. But it's going to come down to conditioning. Um, so like I have the posing, I have the size, I have the structure. We're just not quite there with conditioning yet. Um, so chances are I'd like to place high in my class, but now that I see the the competition this year is a bit more stacked than it was last year, there's going to be four or five, um, people that I know competing in the show where last year, uh, the competition wasn't nearly as steep. Um, I feel like if I went up against the competition that I saw last year, I feel like I'd take the overall, but going, looking at it, who's could be competing in the show this year. Um, it could really be anybody's game, but I think for me, if there's any reason I'm going to get docked, it's because of conditioning. So with that being said, we're going for the national qualification. This isn't necessarily just for me to step on stage, just to step on stage. We're trying to get nationally qualified. Um, so if I don't win the overall at Victory Classic, um, five, just over five weeks later, it's like five, six weeks later, um, is the Excalibur show um, down in Charleston, South Carolina. And so if I don't win the overall or the national qualification for Victory Classic, that's the show that's going to be mine to take. Um, we're going to go into Excalibur literally like no one is beating me. Like everybody is competing for second. My condition yeah, is locked in. I was going to say, because you'll have the time to get to that 100% then. Yeah, we're going to, um, so like, let's say we lose. What the plan is, is we're going to have like that weekend of Victory Classic. I'm going to eat whatever I want, enjoy it. We're going to take two weeks of like upping carbs probably. And then we're going to take the next like four weeks of cutting the carbs back out and increasing the cardio again. So the rebound is going to be everything, um, which my coach is very, very good at for programming, um, especially because for me, at least I respond very similar to pretty much everything 
in comparison to my coach, he, he's very, him and I are very similar um, as far as how we respond to things. So the rebound is going to be very important. Um, but regardless of that, we're going to show up to Excalibur, um, dice to the gills and just ready to take the overall. Um, there's really no, we're going to go into it thinking that there's really no competition there. Um, and just like having the confidence going into it, like I got this shit. So that's what's going to happen there. And then um, when, if I end up going to Excalibur and when I win the overall there in the national qualification, we're going to plan out my national quali- my national show, um, whether that's sooner in December, whether that's later, you know, April next year, whatever it is, um, we're going to put on, if, if it is later, we're going to put on some size um, and then just make sure we have plenty of time for prep to, uh, to get ready for that show. I think the biggest thing coming out of these shows for me is the stage experience. Um, and then also shedding the stubborn fat that I've had my whole life. That way we can set up a better foundation for the next time I bulk and we can just do a lean bulk. I'll stay pretty lean. Um, I can keep my abs pretty much year round. So I think that's, what's going to change for me with these shows. And then the national qualifier or the national show, I mean, um, the plan is first call out, which is going to be like top seven, um, which is very doable. Um, it's possible it could happen. I get my pro card, whatever the show is, if it's top two in the class or top one or, you know, top two overall, whatever it is. Um, each show is a little different with how they hand out pro cards, but, um, there is a very slim chance I could get my pro card, but it won't really matter because my coach and I are on the same page that like really at the end of the day, it's not about getting the pro card because I'm going to get it eventually. It's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, um, so when I do it's, I want to get into pro like pro competition shortly after that, I want to be ready to start competing professionally because if I were to get my pro card now, it would end up sitting for two years and just be a yearly fee for really no reason. Um, besides me just putting IFBB pro in my bio. And I was like, I don't really need to put it in my bio. It's, it's cause I'm going to earn it anyways. It doesn't, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. Um, and he's on the same page with me there. He's like a lot of guys go for their pro cards sooner than they, than they should just so that they can get that clout. Um, but then they, they try to step on a pro stage and it's just a fucking another level because you're competing against guys who've all been through that. And Nepal have won big shows like that. Um, and are trying to beat everybody else and win some money win the Olympia qualification. So, um, I think realistically we probably got a couple of years until, like a couple of years of putting on size, a couple of years of um, maintenance as far as my fat levels go um, before I really start competing on a professional stage, maybe even three years, um, even four, who knows, anywhere from two to four is my guess. And then once we start competing professionally, the goal is going to be the Olympia qualification. So it's not like I want to step on pro stages to compete at a professional level. It's, it's, that's not the goal. The goal is to get the Olympia qualification through winning shows. Um, so that's what that goal is going to be. So we kind of laid out a rough idea of what the future is looking like, but in the short term, victory classic is the goal. If I don't win overall there, Excalibur is going to be my show. Um, but we do have a few unchained athletes. Um, I don't really say I'm a part of unchained. I'm more my coach's client. Um, I'm team Tom Cox. So, um, there's other unchained athletes competing in it and guys who have more experience than me as far as stepping on stages. Um, and there are other athletes that could potentially compete in the victory classic. If they lose shows prior to that, there's one, um, athlete that's actually my coach's client that's competing in a show this weekend coming up. Um, and if he loses that, he's going to come to victory classic, but him and I talked about the other athletes that are competing and we all have our own pros and cons. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Um, basically something that we him and he kind of agreed well he kind of said was that like as far as what we what we could tell for who's competing in the show no one's beating my chest there's no beating my chest um but when it comes to like other areas i got a good midsection but i don't have the width of my back that other guys do but i got the thickness so like my traps are gonna stick stick out um my thickness in my back's gonna stick out but i need to try to widen my last as much as i can in my posing um to add to my uh do you want my lats? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, so like, that's the thing. Um, some guys have wider lats from the front. Some guys have wider lats from the back. His athlete that's competing this weekend, he has very wide lats, but um, 
he doesn't have nearly as good of a chest as I do. So we're going to have to, um, if him and I compete, we're going to see who's better in that sense. But I think he's going to be already in a better place conditioning wise than I will be. So I think he's going to end up beating me in conditioning. Um, and then there's other guys who've been prepping for shows for like this show for like three, four months now where I've been prepping for it for like really maybe like six weeks. Once the, once I actually step on stage, um, we were in a cut prior to my prep, but the prep really is counting for about six weeks. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at conditioning for regional shows. Isn't necessarily everything. Um, but that's what I need to bring in order for me to win, um, is going to be my conditioning. And if I can bring the conditioning, I'll win. That's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's just going to be shedding the fat. So that's where we're at currently. And that's my current update. Um, you and, basically, uh, basically put together your five to 10 year plan when you were going to an interview. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Paul's like, yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. Competing professionally going for the Olympia qualification is what I see. Um, no, I mean, we, we, we gave the, like the rough estimate because when it comes to the national qualification, we have one year from the win of the show. So like, let's say I win Excalibur, that's August 12th. Um, I have until August 12th of next year to get my national show in right so if i wait till after that the national qualification has gone um so we'd either do probably either december which is probably not the case um or we would do april and i think for me personally i'd probably rather do april um just because i'd like to enjoy the holidays um as far as food goes i'd like to put on some size while staying lean and then really have plenty of time to like have a solid cut and prep um, after having put on a couple pounds of muscle tissue, um, if I did a solid bulk, um, for about four months, I could probably put on like anywhere from like three to five pounds of lean muscle tissue. If we really focused on muscle gain, um, and then the cut, we could just really shed all the fat that I have, especially if we had like 12 to 16 weeks to do it. So, um, I think that that's the plan hopefully, but we'll have to see. I mean, who knows? I might not win Excalibur, but we're going to go into it thinking I, you know, everybody else is winning. Everybody else is competing for second overall um, after having used Victory Classic as part of my prep. You know what I mean? So um, that's the plan right now. So Now you mentioned that at the national stage, they you're hoping for that first call out for that top seven. Are there yeah. not call outs in the uh, regional show? No, there are call outs. And if I don't get first call out, which typically it's like, it depends on the division. Um, like class D men's physique, there's probably only really like one or two call outs. Um, if that most guys who compete regionally are going to be competing in classic or men's open. Um, that's the majority of them. Men's physique is the least amount. So chances are, um, there might even be just one call out because I'm also in the taller division too. It's five ten and up. So there's not as many competitors <laughs> in five ten and up as the other divisions, um, believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't consider it tall, but it's the tallest division or class, I mean, within the division. So um, most guys are in, in class C from what I've heard, and that's 5'8 to 5'10. So um, I'll be competing in a higher uh, height class than, than most of the guys there. Um, and then I'll be doing true novice, which is going to be 5'8 and up. So we'll see how that goes. And I was but, I was going to say the, the true novice, I'm sure there's no... Um national qualifying in true novice um that's a good question i don't think so um, because you're winning that so <laughs> yeah chances are i I, ha I think i have a good chance of winning the true novice i know two guys competing in it they might have better conditioning than me but um I, both of their posing is just completely fucking off um so i mean i beat them in posing alone and i think i'll beat them in structure and size so if i can just get like 90 percent conditioning i think i'll win true novice um, because I also have the structure, you know, the structure is, is a big por part of men's physique. And one of the guys I'm competing against in the show, once I found out he was in a different class, he's in class C, not class D. Um, I decided to send him a physique update and he was like, bro, your shoulder to waist ratio is insane. So like for him to say that and knowing that I'm going to be competing against him, that makes me feel a little bit better about yeah. where I stand in the show. And like the, another guy I know who's competing in it, he's also doing masters. I've seen his posing and the way he poses is very straight. So he's going to make his waist look extremely wide um, where that's not the goal. You want to make your waist fucking invisible in men's physique. Um, 
So I'm going to have him there at least. Um, and these two guys, the posing just doesn't click really. So um, like I said, I'm going to have that over them as well. Uh, Cause my coach was like out of the three guys that could be, com- could be p- potentially competing in it. Two of us for sure. One of them potentially um, I beat them in posing all day. Uh, so, you know, that's something else to keep in mind. I mean, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we're at going into this show, which is, which is exciting. I mean, I mean, I'm excited. Um, they also changed the structure too. So in the past, um, the structure was 10 AM to 3 PM is men's because at 3 PM women starts, um, and they do, so they do prejudging and then immediately go into finals. But now it's 10 AM is everyone's prejudging that 3 PM is everyone's finals. But my coach said that that's better. That's how most shows are structured. Usually it's 9 a.m. prejudging and 5 p.m. finals. Um, this was a little bit shorter um, and closer together. So he said that's a little bit better um, than it was before because he said it's easier to peak twice um, than it is to, to peak once. So if we come in at prejudging, um, not 100% uh, as far as like my peak goes, we can go into the finals and be like, all right, this is where we messed up. Maybe we had a little bit of too much water or something. Let's go ahead and like walk for 20 minutes or something, try to shed some water, go to the bathroom as much as possible. That way, like I could shed the water going into the finals. Typically the prejudging is what's going to determine the finals. But sometimes if you botch the finals, though, that'll lose you positions. So if I can come in even better peaked, that'll make me look even better because they present the athletes and then they reward everybody. But if somebody comes in and they're all of a sudden bloated and full of water, then how can they reward that? You know, so you got to make sure that you peak great twice. Um, and that's easier to do than just peaking once. So, um, and is your coach going to be there with you? Yes. Yeah. He should be there. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Um, but Chewy will be there because he has a client competing and he's the one that's in masters, that client. So I know at least Chewy will be there. Um, and he's friends with the other guy competing. So, um, it'll be kind of a tight knit group and we'll keep each other pumped up and all of that and keep lifting backstage and whatnot. So, um, it, you know, I, th- I think he should be there. I don't see why he wouldn't be, especially if he has two, maybe three clients competing. I don't see why he wouldn't be there. So yeah. he had one competing last year in the same show and, and he still showed up. So, um, I don't see why not. I'll have Chu hold up a uh, phone that has me, uh, FaceTimed on it on, I'll be, uh, <laughs> there with you. <laughs> You'd be like going back and forth to like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's lifting and super serious and I'm just dancing in the background. <laughs> just going. <"Boop." laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's the plan right now. Um, so it's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got um, tomorrow, Thursday, going into Wednesday, we got Florida. So that's going to dry me out. I'm going to be resting a lot away from work. Um, so really all I'm doing is lounging by the beach and, and lifting in the morning. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Are you going to, are you going to hit any of the uh, beachside gyms while you're there? I don't think there is any. No, uh, there's, I, for I sure, any. there's for sure got to be a beachside gym in Florida. Um, definitely in Florida. I just don't think in Siesta Key, which is where we're going. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, maybe closer to Tampa, um, or like Miami for sure. But, um, where we are, we're like an hour South of Tampa. So I don't think that will be uh, anywhere near like a beachside gym. Um, the gym yeah. I'm going to is uh, 10 minutes away from where we're staying. It's called Gym SRQ. It's just a, it looks like just a general gym. It doesn't look anything special. Um, just a regular commercial gym um, should have good enough equipment for me to get through the week. Because um, I'm really only training each thing once besides shoulders. Shoulders I train today and then shoulders I'll be training after we fly back next Wednesday. So um that's the only thing I'm not training. I'm training arms twice, legs, chest, back, and that's it. And then cardio, of course. So um, that'd be good. But, yeah, and you'll have lots of natural cardio too, taking walks just in that whole area. Yeah, yeah, we'll be walking a lot. Um, and then walking on the beach, as you, I'm sure you know, is difficult. So yeah. um, And swimming and all of that. And the sun will dry me out. So I'll come back with a completely different look than I did going there. Um so I took some photos and whatnot today to see how I look now versus when I come back, because I'm also making like more and more progress every single day, even without going to Florida. So like that on top of relaxation, drying out, more exercise, stuff like that, um, I'll come back looking even better. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Hell that yeah. transition. So And you might not even need a uh, an actual tan, like a, or a spray well, tan, I mean. You might, you I might mean, get the regular tan. 
I will need it, but at least I have a good base tan to kind of build off of rather than just being white as fuck like I am right now. So they're like, if you read their website, it says that like, ideally, if you could start tanning beforehand, it's better, but it's not required. Um, Cause so, they do, they do a tanning booth there, don't they? Yeah. So they, they work with this company um, called elite performance tanning um, and they do spray tans for bodybuilding shows. So they work with them to uh, they're, they're called the host tanning company. Um, so the tanning company has, they said the Monday evening before the show, which is a week from this Monday coming up, um, they're gonna send every. They're gonna send everybody the schedule of when they'll be when they'll be where, and then that's when you show up and get your tan. Um, I'm not sure if it's gonna be during weigh in. Weigh in is the day before. There's really no weigh in. They just got to make sure I I think I meet the height requirements. Um, weigh in is more for classic and men's open where you have to meet a specific weight requirement. Um, but for me, it doesn't really matter. So I just have to show up and show that I'm gonna be there, um, and then hopefully get the tan at the same time. But I have no idea when they're gonna be there for the tan. Um, but I told my sure, wife, gotta make sure to get the spray tan stuff out of the beard. <laughs> yeah, I mean they'll they'll take care of it. They're they've been doing it for a long time, and that's you know they're the main thing for a lot of the NPC and some of the IFBB too. So they they know what they're doing, and at least for men's physique, it's also best too because I just wear boxers, so like my boxer briefs. Um, where like if you're doing classic or men's open, they tell you to wear a sock. That's literally what you're wearing. You're you're butt ass naked besides a sock covered in your junk, and they spray the rest of it. So I'm like, cool. Jesus. I get to be even more comfortable than the rest of them. Nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they'll take care of the beard and all that. I don't think I'm going to shave my face. I might shave it for Excalibur because Excalibur would be the one that I'll show up with like death face. You know, like just like super skinny face, like just no fat in my face. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to show up like that to um, Victory Classic, but. Knowing how my body responds to things, my coach is like, you're going to be just like me probably. Everything's going to click last second. So we could be like four days out and be like, I feel like I'm just holding on to way too much fat. We're not going to come in condition. But then like one day out could be like just all fucking falls off, you know? So um, you never know what will happen. So uh, it's possible that I'll end up with death face and I might just shave it all off and just like come in like looking slim because – the less beard, the better, really. It'll take away from your physique. But one of the best men's physique ever, especially not pro, is that Indian guy that um, got turned down for being too muscular or whatever the hell it was. And his beard looked fucking phenomenal. So I'm I think it familiar. looks sick. Yeah, there's this Indian guy. This is like last year, I think. he um, He's in an Indian competition and they like they like gave him a terrible placing because he was too muscular. Like he was lean as fuck. He looked great, symmetrical, like – the like picture perfect like men's overall for men's physique like he should have destroyed the competition but they're like no you're too big or like you're too you're too good like that's what they were basically saying they're like you're too good for us to give you the win like it's not fair to those who didn't even come close you know it's like well at, at you should apply point, fucking mercy rule here like <laughs> you know like at that point do you just get the card on your way out like <laughs> oh we can't let you compete but by the way here's your pro card or something <laughs> well yeah i mean it's there's a lot of politics when it comes to indian competitions so i mean that's there's a whole nother conversation there i mean there's so many guys compete in bodybuilding in india and just bitch about the competitions because you it's just who you know really at the end of the day um yeah. if you know the co if you know the judges then they'll give you a better placing um, there's this one guy, there's one video that, uh, he freaked out at the judges and was yelling at them because he's like, I think it was Indian. I could be wrong. It might not have been Indian, but, um, it's definitely something that would happen at an Indian show. And, um, he's freaking out at the judges because they didn't give it to him. And they gave somebody who looked way worse the win because he was like, he like was best friends with the main judge or something. So like, it was just this like crazy bias towards the people competing on stage. Um, so that's not fair, but it is what it is. And I mean, you know, the team Unchained has some ins with coaches and all that. So they, you know, a lot of the team gets like ins on what they're looking for and kind of who they think in the competition is going to look like and whatnot. And they're like, okay, well, who we know is competing. You're going to need to bring conditioning because of, the, because of these other guys who are competing. So like he kind of gives a heads up um, as to like what's going on, but that's not really like against the rules or anything like that. You're not, it's not like you're giving the win to them. You're just like, hey, this guy just registered and he comes in fucking diced. So if you don't, you're going to lose, bro. So yeah. like that's what I imagine happens. That's just what I've been told is that he kind of gives people the in ahead of time. Um, but yeah, so it's just some of it does involve politics, um, especially on the regional side. But 
is really not that common in the U.S. because bodybuilding is so big here um, in comparison to the rest of the world that it's just not as political as other places where the competition isn't nearly as dense as far as number of people. So it is what it is. We're, we're very blessed to be able to uh, to compete in the U.S. because people fly here to compete here. Uh, people come to live here to compete here. And um, the bodybuilding meccas of this, you, you, like, you could argue like, oh, this gym is better than this gym. Like they, people could argue oxygen is the best gym in the world. But like, really though, we have the best gyms in the world. Bev's Francis is powerhouse. We got Venice Beach, uh, uh, Gold's gym. I mean, there's, there's some, Empire. we got the Redcon one, uh, eh, not the best. Um, we got Redcon one down in Miami and Nashville. Like there's so many different, like insane gyms. Oh, Dragon's Lair in Las Vegas, like so many different gyms that are just fucking next level for equipment. Um, impact fitness up in Auburn, Massachusetts, I'd argue is one of the best gyms I've ever been to. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We're very blessed to be here. We just, it just sucks that steroids are so legal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the whole hottie, uh, journey right there coming from, mm. uh, what, uh, Abu Dhabi. What's, what's his, what's his um, nation of, I think uh, he's, isn't he Iranian? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's Maybe, it, Iranian. Is yeah. it Iranian? Okay. And I wasn't sure if it was Iranian or Iraqi. Spending the amount of time that he does here in the States just to, you know, compete at the level that he does. Yeah, guys like that have to come here like a month in advance um, yeah. to get ready just so that they don't fuck up their prep. Um, you don't know how, like, guys don't realize how hard you can mess up your prep just by traveling. Uh, that's what happened to Logan Franklin. Like, he was going to compete in the Olympia, but because of his travel and he had bad fish and whatnot, it just fucked up his stomach and he couldn't compete. And he traveled a week out. Um, Seabom moved down to Florida so that he was in the U.S. so that he could yeah. easily travel. He didn't have to travel internationally a, anymore. He was a Canadian dude. Yep. And I think the Olympia, it's back in, Vi- I can't remember. There is something happening down in Florida. Like I think the Olympia might be back in Florida or some shit. Um like they're hopping back and forth, I think now. I think that's what they're doing. I think that's the, what I heard was that the Olympia is going to go back and forth between, um, I think, either Tampa or Miami and uh, Vegas so that they can hit both sides of the country um, and have different people spectate the actual event and like go to the expo and whatnot that they actually host all weekend. Yeah. Um, which is, I think that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of dope. Um, I think they should, do, I think that's a good idea. Um, it's not like it happens once a year. They don't have to pick it up every weekend and bring it somewhere else, you know? They just show up to a different location and get started. So I think that's cool. I think it's a good idea. I approve. Yeah. And I mean, I was also thinking with your, with your update, with your plan to be, you know, qualifying for a national and then going for your pro card and then getting the uh, Olympia qualifier. At some point you're going to have to compete against your coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's possible that by was the that time part of your conversation or no, 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 he's like 31, 32 and he doesn't see himself competing past like 35 to 37. So um, by the time I could potentially get to that level where I'm stepping on stage next to him, one, I could very possibly be with another coach who knows and then very possibly he could be done competing as well. Um, I think my coach could definitely, if he works towards it and puts in the time, he could definitely step on stage at the O. Um, as far as like how he'll show up at the O, I have no idea. Um, he's competed professionally and he's held his own, um, but he has some t- he has some you know work to put in to get to the next level. But when he does, we'll see. It's very possible. Like he, his chest is insane. Um, his abdominal section is insane. He just needs to get the conditioning dialed in. And I think he could use some more size in his back. And then I think that's when he'll truly like, um, step up. But at that point, I think like, I think really like there's some guys that, um, a lot of this happens to a lot of coaches. So there's some guys, and I think my coach might be one of them where they compete, they compete professionally, they compete really well. Um, and even potentially step on the O no matter what division they're in. But really the mark that they leave behind is going to be their coaching. Um, there's a lot of guys like that. Um, Dom, uh, Dom Car- uh, Carbone, what's his name? Dominic Carbone, I think, is like that. He competed, I think, at the Olympia level. But like he's really leaving his mark in the industry with his athletes that he's coaching right now. Um, Chris Aceto is known for his athletes. Um, you know, Sarkev is known for his athletes. Like these guys are known as judges. Dom is one of them too. My coach's coach, my grand coach, if you will. Um, he, 
competes professionally and has a phenomenal physique for, for men. I think it's men's open, I think. Um, but I think he's really going to leave his mark in the industry as a coach. And I think he's starting to really shift his focus from him competing to focusing on his, on his clients. And I think he realized that last year, it really hit him. I was talking to my coach about it a while back and it's like, he really realized that like, if he really wants the best for his clients, he has to put his own interests aside, um, which is really hard for coaches to accept uh, because they also want to be athletes a lot of the time themselves. So um, I think that's the reality that not the reality Tom's going to face, but I think that he's going to end up leaving his mark with the athletes that he has, because he's very, very, he has a, he's a very, very good coach. Um, And he's, his biggest thing is he wants to bring guys like me who start from the bottom and he wants to bring us all the way to the top where like he doesn't really find any value in working with a pro and just making them a little bit better or working with someone who's about to be pro and then making them pro. Like it doesn't, they were going to get there anyways, regardless with what coach they were working with. Um, So he finds more value in being like, like showing me and being like, this guy started at this level. He had almost like real, no muscle. He was kind of skinny fat. Like he had a good foundation as far as lifting goes and training and had some muscle, but like, this is where he is now competing professionally. We didn't realize he had this frame until now or whatever. So um, that's really where he, he lies and he, he wants to be able to do, which I respect. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's, I think what's going to end up happening. Who knows if we'll ever step on stage next to each other. And I don't know if we ever would, because he wouldn't want to compete against me. Like, I don't think as a coach, he'd want to compete against his own client. Um, you just pick a different show. You guys got the same call out and he just looks you down dead in the eyes and goes, it's over, Anakin. It's <laughs> fucking done. I'm going to fuck your prep up on purpose. The night before has the pizza. I'm going to fuck yeah. your prep up. Yeah. Changes your plan just to mess with you. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, just so you lose. <laughs> You're but, like, wow, yeah, coach is letting me have a cheat meal. I wonder why. And he's sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a like a devious raccoon. <laughs> like a fly on the wall rubbing their hands together. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I have no idea what will end up happening. Who knows? Um, I just think that um, if we put in the time and effort, I could definitely get my pro card, um, which will be really exciting. But that's not the end goal the end goal is going to be ultimately winning the olympia just like anybody um and if i just keep saying when i do then just maintaining it um but um one one saying i'll always say is that there's no wolf hungrier than the wolf climbing the hill in comparison to the wolf at the top of the hill they say that the wolf climbing the hill is hungrier than hungrier than the wolf at the top of the hill um so like c-bomb he's at the top of the hill he it's his He's on the throne right now, and he needs to keep beating himself in order to win. So each year he has to come in bigger and leaner. Which and he's been doing. Better structure. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing, especially now with Milos. Um, so this year will tell. So like that's that's what you that's where you're at. It's like, it's like, well, all right, I won the biggest show of the year. So what's next? Like, there's no bigger show now. Like, there's no next level. Like that's you won. Like that's it. But <laughs> the goal is to keep going. The goal is to keep winning year after year. Um, and just keep it, you know, improving upon yourself. So, um, that would be the goal one day, but that'll take some time. Um, and I, I'm, I'm betting no more than 10 to 15 years total bodybuilding. I'm 25 now, I guess between 35 and 40, I'll be done. Um, chances are most guys can't go past 40. Um, and I also don't want to, for my family's sake. Um, at that point, I just want to enjoy training, um, and living a good lifestyle, maintaining a lot of my muscle, staying lean. I think that's kind of where I want to be. Um, well, I think if you get like, cause a lot of, like a lot of guys will enjoy the thrill of being in front of a crowd, like regardless of the sport. So I think that even like, you know, in your retirement, not even going into masters, but just going in and doing an amateur show every now and then just to get that thrill of going in front of people again, like, even though you haven't conditioned for it or anything like that, just to be up there again, that probably well, be something to do. You know what they do at the, the top level is they do guest posing. Um, so you still step yeah. on stages before shows and all that and just do guest posing. Like at all the big pro shows, there's a lot of guest posers. Um, you know, the biggest guys, Derek, Lund- uh, Derek Lunsford, um, uh, Hunter Labrada, Nick Walker. You know, all these guys do guest posing at these shows and they get paid for it. They get paid fucking bank. A lot of these oh, guys, yeah. like 10, 15, 20 grand just to show up and do a guest pose, but it brings people to the show because they want to see them pose in person. Um, so like something like that, 
is I something I'd be interested in. But I think at the end of the day, what I really want to do at some point is I want to be a, a posing coach. Like, cause posing is truly what I love. I love to train and I'd, I'd be a trainer as well, but I'd be very, very specific on who I train. Um, but with posing, I think that posing is really where I want to, I want to get into. And like, you know, posing coaches would charge per half hour or per hour or whatever it is. And that's where I'd want to get into and hopefully get into classic physique one day. That's I'd love to, if I could. I don't know if I'd ever have the size for it. Who knows? But I'd also want to learn how to classic physique pose and get so good at it. I could be a coach at that rate too um, and help help guys pose classic and men's open because they're the same poses. So um, that would be great too. I, I love it. I love the art of it. Men's physique and men's open slash classic um, in their own rights. So I'd love to be able to be a posing coach one day. That'd be great. Well, you've got you've got me as a client for for classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I just can't do a lat spread. I I kind of know what I'm doing with the other poses, but lat spread, I just can't do that shit. I don't know. It don't make sense to me. But well, I got that covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep working on that. Next time I'm up there, we'll do some side chest and rear delt and all that. So yeah. Um, but um, you're saying that you were buying, you bought some like bulking supplement or some shit, well, right? I was going to say, speaking of, of my side of show things, you know, yeah. obviously I don't have the size to go up on a comp right now, but I saw a tentative goal. I say tentative because obviously things change and I'm doing it solo without a coach right now, but tentatively next summer, I want to be on stage somewhere just to, you know, even if I'm not fully there, just to have the experience and get into it because I'm not looking yeah. at it from the pro side of things like you are. I'm looking at it to... You know, I love training. I love, believe it or not, I love dieting. Like that's my specialty yeah. is running my diet and crushing that. So I enjoy both those things and both those things lead towards bodybuilding. So I might as well just hop on stage. But obviously I need a lot more size and bulking has always been my troublesome area because my metabolism is crazy and I'm 6'4". So it's already hard to put on size being as tall as I am. Yeah. So I... uh you know, that's why I originally picked up the coach to see if we could get my diet and my training to a point where anabolics would be, you know, part of it because that helps in the bulking side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, the coach and I decided and it was a really, you know, productive three, four months that we worked together where we decided that, you know, it just wasn't meant to be in term right now, at least in terms of anabolics, because I just couldn't with my schedule set everything up and prep everything out in time and eat my meals when I'm supposed to and you know hit consistent lifts when I'm supposed to I was finally training to the intensity that I was supposed to but overall it just didn't click into place for anabolics and uh you know I'm always looking for alternatives to find for assisting in my bulking ways and um you know what a lot of that is like drinking calories and making sure that I can get to my actual caloric total which is high but again six four and fast metabolism i need to be hitting north of 3500 um on a you, day I like i really though i think what's your weight right now uh, i haven't done a weigh-in in a few two weeks or so but 201 was my last okay i think realistically if you want to actually put on like a good amount of weight um keep your cardio pretty low like 10 to 15 minutes a few times yeah a that's week. all i do um and then I would say, like, honestly, approach like 5,000 calories, probably, um, especially at your height. To really put on the weight, you really need to be like force feeding every meal. Yep. Um, and it's not going to be the best weight, um, but to put on the weight and to build that foundation um, and to build, you know, like that, that muscular density to really build off of. Um, I think it like around the 5,000 calorie range is honestly probably where you're going to, where you should be sitting. Um, like I said, a lot of that's going to be fat and that's going to be a lot of a mental game. Um, and a lot of it's going to be for, like I said, force feeding and, and, um, have you ever force fed before? Of course. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, if you've never force fed, it sucks, but that's going to suck too. Force feeding sucks. Um, and then seeing any sort of definition disappear sucks. But if you put a year into that, you'll be at a much, much better weight. And then you could really shed the fat from there. And then you'll be at a completely different physique, um, you know, yeah. this time next year, hypothetically. So I think for just from my understanding, I think you should probably be putting on like 5,000 calories a day. Um, Which so. unfortunately is very, very difficult to do with, you know, my teaching 
lifestyle yeah. and everything. Um, so I, I do my best, but, uh, right. you know, I look for alternatives to help me with that. And, you know, I do take a bunch of natural supplements as is, I think I'm taking six different supplements right now just to cover all my bases. Um, and you know, throughout the process of looking up different things to, that I can, you know, continue to take or add to my rotation, I came across this company called crazy bulk and mm. they're, look it up again. they're, they're very misleading right off the bat. Because if you look up crazy bulk, the first thing that it says is buy legal steroids here. And yeah, it is it. not a steroid that you are buying. So <laughs> right away it is it, because it's a, it's a steroid alternative supplement and to get even more like uber specific it's a it's a um what ecti ecti steroid not it's not even a full ecti steroid because that's from bugs and whatnot but um it's borderline yeah exactly and so right away it's very misleading but obviously you know i don't buy anything or take anything without doing my own due diligence and i know what i'm looking at and know what i'm talking about um so after taking a look at it it's actually from what i can see a pretty decent setup but essentially what it is is that it's this company that it's based out of the uk but just because it's international doesn't mean that it's you know selling me things i can't buy here in the states everything that in terms of ingredients is stuff that I can buy if, if I went into the shelves at Walmart or like going to like a, you know, actual supplement store. But essentially this crazy bulk company is a, uh, steroid supplement alternative, uh, company. Mm -hmm. And they are, like I said, very misleading because they say legal steroids here. And then they are even more misleading with all of the names of their products because, um, like <laughs> they're so dumb it is i i bought a bulking stack so let me just uh open that up and i'll just it's so silly what the what they've named for they've uh, debal uh did you, so you bought the uh you bought the, the bulking stack the correct um, okay it's four of them yeah correct i take uh I'll be thirteen. yeah yeah so it's yeah so to, to touch on that these <laughs> their products are named like you know off of different actual anabolic drugs because like their whole goal is to make a uh, natural supplement alternative to uh, anabolic steroids because obviously with anabolic steroids you have your side effects that you run into um, and their whole thing is to <laughs> try and mimic it as close as possible uh, using all natural um, supplements and so they've got Debal uh, <laughs> instead of what uh, instead of Tren it's Trenerol. Uh, what else do we have? A Androl instead of Androl. <laughs> uh, they have a Decaduro, <laughs> and so oh, what, what's the Winstrol one? Uh, Winsol instead of <laughs> instead of yeah, Winstrol. Winsol. <laughs> so uh, again, misleading in that aspect as well. So taking a look and actually doing research into it was a big part of it. And I don't actually start this until Friday or well, it comes in on Friday. So I'll probably start Saturday, but yeah, the, uh, the goal or not the goal, the, the process with this is that you, it's all pill form. And because of its natural, um, supplement nature, not, you know, anything, uh, that would come with actual anabolic. There's not as much risk for, you know, your liver because when you take a lot of oral ingested things or like take a lot of pill forms of whatever specific anabolic, you run into that risk of what it's doing, um, to your liver. So this has the added bonus of not having to worry about that because, with the, the bulk stack that I'm looking at, it's four different products and I'm taking 13 pills a day <laughs> and, yeah, so it's four in the morning, uh, six before workout, and three after a workout. And okay. so it's, um, and essentially, uh, you start the day with the Testo Max because it's that's their their natural supplement for increasing testosterone, which, you know, there are natural ways of increasing testosterone, and I don't shy away from that at all. Um, it's just having to weed through. There's so many fake reviews from this site too. You have to go deep into the web to find real reviews. Um, what, but, the, like testimonials or whatever? 
Well, for this for this site, because obviously a site like this needs to build, you know, whether it's a real fan base or not, they need to build sites that will help support it. So there's a lot of sites that talk about it, but you have to go and find like reputable sources that have talked about other things like um, there's uh, something India's is a guy who some bodybuilder who just reviews a lot of different products. And so his review is something that I can go off of. But uh, essentially, you start the day with the Testo Max because that's their in their their idea is that you start your day boosting yourself uh, with this testosterone booster, essentially. Uh, and then you, uh, I gotta take a look at it again, but essentially you uh, take the let's see, the Deca and the D ball uh, as your pre workout. Oh no no the Trenroll and Deca for your um, workout and then d-ball after your workout and i here i am you saying the anabolic names because it's so close <laughs> yeah, it's, but yeah. for for anybody who wants to know what i'm talking about just look at the site and you'll know why i'm making the mistake that i am um but essentially i take those 13 throughout the course of the day and their ambitious uh site their ambitious goals on their site is 25 pounds of lean muscle within eight weeks but obviously i'm a realist and i understand that is either absurd genetics or like some dude because obviously everyone responds to supplements differently and just one dude cracked the code and had it light up his world what i'm hoping for for this is between seven to eight pounds of lean muscle in an eight week program just to see you know, a little bit of an, I mean, that's a lot of increase for me. Um, because I also do my bulk in a very, very lean fashion. So I'm not adding a ton of just fat size. A lot of what I'm adding is lean size. Um, so I'm hoping that this kind of helps supplement that in a very lean sense, but Mm -hmm. I bring it up because it's very, very misleading and, you know, if you don't do your due diligence, there's a lot of companies that are very, very similar to this, not like this, um, but there's companies that are going to be super misleading in how they word things. And you just have to do your due diligence with everything. And obviously, I don't even know if this stuff works. Um, I see the reviews online, but I'm going to give the firsthand experience myself. So I'm um, Saturday morning, I'm going to take, you know, a weigh in and do uh in the morning physique picks and then uh eight weeks from then i'll do an update from there and just see what it looks like on the second half and see how the supplements actually um interact with my body and how it changes my physique but uh i'm optimistic i have to be optimistic for someone who struggles so much bulking um but yeah the this company is very very misleading so you need to be able to understand what you are looking at um, so I know I sent it to you, uh, a little bit ago just to get your quick opinion. Um, but it's, it's a interesting program. I'm excited for it, obviously, because I need to maintain my optimism, but, uh, we shall see. So eight weeks from now, you guys will get a far more in-depth, uh, review from me. <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes to like what you're going to be doing, I think going into it with a gigantic bucket of salt. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like, like when I read the 25 pounds in eight weeks. Like that's not like, that's what I mean. Like that has to be a one of there. I like, mean, one, one that's, done that. that's not muscle. Most of that is probably water. A lot yeah. of it is fat. Maybe if it's eight weeks, he may be put on like two pounds of muscle realistically. Yeah. Like, and that's with like newbie gains. Like I'm assuming newbie gains, um, so I mean, something like this is, like you said, it's very misleading. So it's good to keep saying that because these like names really do mislead, um, into thinking, you know, you're taking <laughs> yeah. this or that, just, like, it's so fucking close. For, I just bought D-Ball for 60 bucks, bro. <laughs> like it all, it's almost like upsetting, like how close these names are yep. without actually being the fucking names. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like one or two letters of difference. Like that makes me want to throw up saying that it's D ball, <laughs> like Trenerol, like that does it's it's Tren, it's Trenbolone, like it's it's just yep. Winsall, it's Winstrol, like it just well, it's just like a little off. I hate it. 
Well, that's why, like, when I was describing it just now, I was already saying the anabolics because that's just yeah. what we're used to in this industry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is other brands I know that a lot of people have tried and really liked. Um, I know someone who tried, um, I think it was Steel. I think they tried the Ultimate Mass Stack from Steel, and he really liked his results from that. Um, obviously, it's not like, um it's not like steroids and it's not like you have to you can stop eating and and shit like that but um it's also like uh, some of these supplements you need to be careful of because um especially if they say like uh if any of them say it's for like research purposes or something you're technically buying a sarm Um, so that's they actually have a sarm uh product line Oh yeah, they do have SARMs. Yeah, um, these are for that research purposes. And yeah. you're also fucking overpaying for this bullshit. This is way overpriced. Well, that when you buy it in like multiple month, uh, they they chop it in half, and they also well, <laughs> they I I pay I have not paid more than thirty. Well, I get thirty percent off on everything because of how they set up their their reward system. So take whatever you're looking at and subtract it by thirty percent. Always, I'm. I yeah. it, the way they set up their point system. I am never paying more than seventy percent on a product. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, looking at their like SARMs quotation, they're not really even like actual SARMs. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's their alternative to it. Yeah. Asta two eight six six. Like that's not really a SARM. Um. What even is the ingredients? Yeah. It's magnesium. Yeah. Those are all legal supplements. You can just yep. get over the counter. There's fucking cinnamon in there. Like, it's not Austrian. It's not actual yeah. Austrian. The one um, thing that this is doing, though, is it makes it very, very easy for my sake because it's all of this. I mean, I'm taking a lot of the supplements that are inside of these things anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does is it compiles it into just one take. Like, yeah, I'm taking 13 pills throughout a day. But um, what I'm actually like, that is saving me the amount of different supplements that I'm would be taking instead. Yeah. I think if there's a brand that you want to try, that's on the natural side. Um, and isn't like actual steroids or anything like that. Blackstone labs is like bordering like that edge. Um, they even recommend like PCT after a lot of their supplements. Yeah. Um, so like, I know that steel, their stack supposedly is good, but it's so fucking overpriced, but also, like they're based off the of DHEAs, so like you could, you should. They say you should also do a, a PCT after that. I don't know what the fuck PCT should do. What you should do for PCT after that? Um, but uh, let me see. Yeah, on cycle therapy or liver support. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about um, a PCT. But um, I should take the Andros for the full therapy. Say start the alpha. Huh. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, so it's just like you got to be careful with shit like this because, like you said, it is misleading. So it's good that you keep saying that. Um, and really, at the end of the day, you, most of your results are going to be coming from food and training. Um, yep. I think my biggest problem with a company like Crazy Bulk, there's other companies out there that sell similar stuff, is one, how close the names are to steroids. Um, it's very misleading. Um, you think you're buying actual steroids, which exactly. you should buy steroids. Whenever we talk about it, don't buy it, guys. Yeah. Unless, like you, you like with proper guidance and knowing the risks, possibly. But coming from us, don't buy it. Um, but like this shit's like so close to the name, it's almost misleading. I think the biggest, my biggest problem with Crazy Bulk as a company itself is that they have a supposed man boob um, <laughs> supplement, which is supposed to help with. They don't say it. But it, they're referring me, gyno. They're referring to gyno. Yeah, let me see if they even say it. They don't say gyno anywhere in the page. They say yeah. it's hormone imbalance and it's fat tissue building up. Which yes, that's that is all correct. But to say that like this natural supplement could help with reducing gyno is very like uh, very dangerous because yeah. gyno is an actual problem that almost always needs um surgery to fix if you're doing it naturally there are ways to maintain like to like calm it down because it can get inflamed i i've had that problem it was prolactin that was the issue 
Um, so like you can have it inflamed, it's painful, it can grow in size. So there are ways to maintain it and keep it under control for the most part, but to really actually lose it, you have to get surgery because it's a gland that builds up. And when you build up the gland, it'll never go away. Like it's like, it's like filling up a balloon that you can never pop. You know, it's just, once you put water in there, it's staying in there. There's no fixing it. It can, it can deflate a little bit. Like it can calm down and kind of shrink in size. Um, that's what happened with me with my prolactin. It just, it really calmed down and just for the most part went away, but it's still there. Um, so it's a gland you can get surgically removed and they remove the whole thing. That way you never get gyno again. So a lot of guys who bodybuild just bite the bullet, get the surgery, it costs a couple grand. Um, but they get the surgery and just move on and never have to worry about gyno ever again. Um, but something like this, getting rid of man boobs, whatever, that's, that's can be very misleading. I think people should be very careful of, of that because that's not the reality. Typically you can't really take something natural and just make it go away. Um, yeah. And that's why obviously like I'm the informed consumer and I know a lot about what I'm talking about. Like, that's why I don't have any worries about this, but like the, uh, part of why I bring it up in this is that if you are considering it and you aren't informed, you shouldn't be getting it. Like part of, yeah. Part of the reason why I'm able to try the supplements that I do is because of my information that I that I have, like the, mm -hmm. the fact that I know more or less what I'm looking at and what I'm talking about is that is like the only reason why I'm able to try this. Like if <laughs> I would not yeah. recommend this to someone who's just getting into the gym, who's trying to get gains because there's no purpose. There's no purpose. for Yeah. That. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be careful with this stuff. And I think, the reality is, is I think you should, I mean, you're going to find out how it works and if it works or whatever. Um, I think for the most part, um, you need to, it, like, you got to evaluate kind of where you're at. And I think if you want to be natural, then stay natural and just take natural supplements. You can buy it like a GNC or a vitamin shop. Um, and if you don't want to be natural or want to border it, you might as well just not even be natural because- you're going to end up spending tons of money for marginal differences, probably at best, um, when you could have made just as much progress off proper food, nutrition, um, partitioning of carbohydrates, um, and just proper training and time, really. When it comes to natural training, it's going to come down to time yeah. over everything. Um, you can get to a lot of what guys consider enhanced looks if you have the genetics for it, uh, but it's just going to come down to the time that you have to put in, um, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, but if you do want to go the SARM route, don't even bother with SARMs. We have really the only one I'll ever root for is Carterin. Uh, Carterin's phenomenal. I love Carterin. It's great. gives you energy, controls your lipid profile. It's the only SARM I'll say that is really good. It doesn't affect your hormone profile at all. It just helps with your lipids really um, and your energy overall. Um, but besides that, you shouldn't really touch SARMs at all just because we don't know the side effects yet. They yeah, haven't been around long too, enough. It's too new. Yeah, it's short term wise. We already know that there's been issues with testosterone. I've tried Austrin and it shut down my fucking testosterone. I didn't realize it at the time, but like my sex drive was gone and I was making marginal differences in the gym, maybe. Um, so it's just, we know that short term wise. Long term, we have no idea what SARMs are doing to us. And yeah. even then, like, we don't even know if what we're getting is pure either. Like, we don't even know if we're actually getting Austrin, you know, or if we're getting LGD or whatever it is. So, um, SARMs you just skip over unless you buy Carterin from a local supplement store, which I can. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Um, but then when you get into anabolics, it's like you're saving – granted, you're you're not natural anymore. And most guys who try steroids don't even look like they have they, – they take steroids. That's the reality. Um, yep. I like I almost guarantee you there's – if you go to especially a popular gym, I guarantee you – there's at least a few guys in the gym at any given time that take steroids and don't look like it. Um, that's just a reality. Most guys don't respond very well to steroids. Um, so that is a risk you have to be willing to take. You don't even know how you're going to respond to things. You could be taking something and not respond well. All of a sudden, you're not natural anymore for really no gain. Um, so if you do go that route, also keep in mind well, obviously the risks and the benefits and know with proper guidance what you're taking, but also going into it, know that less is more. And then also a common misconception is that 
steroids are expensive and that's not the reality. Steroids are extremely cheap um, for what you're getting. Uh, if you go to the right source, they are on the more expensive side, um, depending on the supplement. But in compare, if what you got for price wise, you could have gotten like a 16 week stack of steroids that would have actually put on a serious amount of muscle with the proper food and training and yeah. guidance. Um, granted, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Do not do it. I'm just saying that that amount of money would have bought you like a solid ass, at least eight weeks of a cycle, solid yeah. ass first cycle, um, minimum. And that's like, we're talking multiple compounds. If you're just taking one compound, like test, you could have gotten with that amount of money, <laughs> I could have probably gotten, well, realistically, probably like at least a 16 week cycle of like 15, 500 milligrams at least. Yeah. And you'd have some left over on top of that. So like, that's the reality of these natural supplements. They're very expensive and they make marginal differences. But like you said, you're going to be a guinea pig and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So in <laughs> eight, weeks uh, tell. eight weeks, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll find out and you'll let us know. Make sure you do like weigh-ins or something to see if there's even really a difference and try not to change too much either of your food. Oh, and stuff that's, like that. that's why I've locked in my diet. Uh, my I eat genuinely right now the exact same thing every day except for Saturdays when I do my five guys. <laughs> yep i'm jealous of and for some every single meal is down to the t the amount that i'm eating what i'm putting on it like everything is locked in i'm there's no deviance whatsoever <laughs> good good um yeah keep it that way and we can see what the actual results are consistency yep. is everything so um, for sure cool well i'm looking forward to it i want to i want to see what happens i'm curious hell yeah brother <laughs> but um yeah so we're probably gonna call it i gotta get to bed i gotta be up at five so we'll let you guys go. Um, appreciate you guys listening, definitely. Hell yeah, everybody. We will be catching you guys next week. All right, see you guys. Peace. <laughs>